books, 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 books. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. It's Ashley and Megan, and this is Wine, Wine and Dine. Dine. Ashley just got back from her honeymoon. I did. She's married. I am married. How is it? Actually, I'm going to be honest. Those of you waiting to get married, here's going to be the big reveal. It's the exact same as if you weren't married. No shit. <laughs> Real shit. <laughs> I will say the only thing that I have noticed is because we went to Disney, me and him are both zonked. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of like touchy-feely stuff. And I have noticed he's gotten relaxed. And I think I have too. I'm saying, saying yeah. please and thank you because that happened today and that irked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, are you, you just kind of like stop and you're like, excuse me? Well, because planning the wedding is so stressful. So everyone's just kind of like walking around on eggshells around each other because I don't want to stress you out. I already know you're stressed. I don't want to stress you out because I know that these people are stressed and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then after the wedding, you literally just enter a stage called don't give a hell. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care. You don't care. We're both aware that we don't care. Like, <laughs> that will fade. Because yeah. the stress will eventually be like, it's okay. We can breathe again. Well, and it, it literally, like he said, he felt like he hit the ground run, running. And he mm-hmm. did. He didn't take a day off in between coming back from vacation and then going immediately back into work. Oh, yeah. I did, however. And I feel like that was something I, I actually did something smart for once. But I don't know. The whole not saying please and thank you. That's just a pet peeve of mine. I grew up with that. Ooh, Always. you're whining already. I know. She's got our intro. She's got our wine. Clink. Clink the Gatorade bottles because it's... <laughs> Nine o'clock. Well, and also, I have a wedding to go to tomorrow. So, so you're I'm, already going to get your drink on. Yeah, I already have to drink. Well, I don't have to drink, but I Your husband <laughs> is very nice to let you drink at my wedding at the open bar. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, story time. So I told Jesse I was going to be DD that night. Yeah. So I had a couple glasses of wine at the beginning of the night, and I was going to call it a day. Mm. And uh, Jesse went to the bar, and he was like, you got to try this. And it was like a chocolate martini. Yeah, my mom had everybody Mm. drinking those. So I was like, dang, that's good. I said, but babe, you're really going to have to drink that. I can't drink. And he goes, no, you know what? You've worked hard to help Ashley make this a good day. You deserve this, too. I will be DD at this wedding, and you can be DD at Caitlin and Clay's wedding. I said, Done. Deal. Girl, I started throwing um back because they're they're at a winery. Guys, I mean at of all the places that you could get an open bar at, yes. Yeah. The photos are already amazing. The oh my sneak gosh, yes. That we've gotten are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And God lover, the photographer, Brittany Irwing, um, she had a car accident on our way to the venue and I didn't realize that until literally I had flown back into Indy. Uh-huh. No, we purposely kept that from you. Yeah. No. Like I knew like Tia just mysteriously disappeared for yeah. like 10-15 minutes and then came back. I thought nothing of it because I was in the hair and makeup chair. Yeah. I was getting shit done. And she's like, oh, look who just rolled in. Uh, yeah. And who, look who, and I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> then we're moving and we're doing stuff and I have loads and loads of hairspray in my hair right but now. But your hair looked phenom. 
Like, if I get a chance, I'll try Everybody to... Everybody kept complimenting about it. Oh, my gosh, is your hair in a bow? Oh, my gosh, yes. your hair is in a bow. It looks so nice. I'll and... try to get a couple pictures on Instagram. <clears throat> I put the picture of me and you mm. on there, um, but I need to get a couple from the actual ceremony yeah. on there. Y'all, just... It turned out beautiful. She was freaking stunning. Okay, let me just try to paint you this picture. Tiny, petite... <laughs> hair looking like it was halfway down her back like beautiful bow every glint of highlight that she's ever had in her life somehow just shone in her hair that day <laughs> and it just sparkled oh. and then the photographer Brittany in her just genius glory mm. decided sunset time mm-hmm. couples picture time mm-hmm. beautiful fields in the background mm. ashley and david looking like they're in a 1920s noir film okay like i think that was like the best sunset we've had this whole season oh and it was just so bright and round and perfect and like the pinks and purples and no, that blue. that oh. was both of them both her and her husband they're a team they do it together they they all they kept saying was i think this is the best sunset indiana's had this whole season i honestly agree with them i don't yep. know what it was about that day the sky was blue clear it was perfect like, it was literally the perfect day guys like we like, were all sitting out on the back patio later and like of course all of us are drunk but even in our drunken stupor we're like this has got to be the best goddamn wedding to ever take place <laughs> ever yeah. No, I mean, it was beautiful. It went off spectacularly, but the setting, mm. oh, I cannot highly recommend I, I Malarun enough. That was I amazing. I couldn't have asked for a better, and that was three years in the planning that I just, like, I sit back now and go, three years, and I got that good of a turnout, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm surprised more people don't do that. Like they just don't... have longer engagements right. and actually make sure it's perfect. Well, I mean, Jesse and I only had a long engagement because my dad died. We right. tried to rush it. And I mean, obviously God was like, nah, hold on. Mm. And, you know, obviously we didn't have a dream wedding. We didn't save up like you guys did. And, you know, just like really, you know, work and plan and do that kind of stuff. But it made for the perfect day like guys mm. i cannot wait to show you some pictures of this on instagram like follow us if you don't already it's just wine and dine pod um oh i i'm just, i'm, I'm floored i'm floored i know i cannot wait for all the photos the sneak peek photos are breathtaking and my my mom and david's mom and just my aunts and uncles everybody who helped out that day it was just like clockwork yes literally i walked through the door at 11 my grandfather was already in the parking lot with a full truck of stuff yeah and my mom and day and tom were literally following up behind him with another full truck of stuff oh yeah we literally me and tia dropped our bags ran outside started unloading stuff mm-hmm. and like we got almost everything preset that we could preset within what, like 30 30 minutes, minutes. Yeah. it was with four people five people technically working on that i know that half of you won't understand what we're talking about because you weren't there but like it was probably the most perfect wedding to ever wedding like if this was what what is that show on tlc where it's like in it like four weddings yeah where they all like vote or whatever mm-hmm. ashley would have gotten some perfect dang scores okay? i don't know about the food i think people would have been really picky about the food i have heard some stuff about the food oh i knew it wasn't great it was just from what we sampled and then what showed up, mm. it felt like two different vendors. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was very But that would have been the only thing you would have lost points on. Venue location, perfect. Dress, perfect. Ceremony itself, perfect. Like, whatever else they score on, DJ, entertainment. DJ, perfect. And then the food is what they... Oh, and then overall enjoyment. Overall enjoyment, perfect. I mean, it was really, really nice. Like, everybody was nice. All the staff was on point with everything. Even with a little hiccup that we did have. The staff was there to corral Mm -hmm. it. I love the staff. Yeah. No. The staff at Mellow Run, um, AMS Entertainment. We had Jason, who's one of the managers. Yeah, at- Jason. Jason was so nice and was on it. He was literally asking me, what do you want to do about this? What do you want to do about that? At the day, like double checking with us mm-hmm. to make sure it's exactly what I wanted. And that's great. And even though I was getting pulled in like, think 50 different directions and my own family got kind of un not unhappy with me but my some of my aunts and uncles they wanted to take photos with me and of course i you know you're you're getting pulled every which way and told to smile for a camera Mm -hmm. you know they just they took it upon themselves because there was a photo of us at every table they grabbed (laughs) the photo and started we're taking a photo with ashley and david and they're holding up this guys there are literally like 52 photos that some of her aunts (laughs) took of just like another photo with david and ashley it's just different people holding up pictures of david and ashley Mm -hmm. i know that they probably meant it in like it's a supposed cute... to be funny yeah but like that is the biggest inside joke of a wedding i have ever seen and it was I... and then i think it's so funny one of my guests tried to do a hashtag and it was santana Wonder- santana's in wonderland that was started by candace because yeah. she messaged me and she's like what are ashley and david's hashtag and i was like i don't think we made one we like... did not and so she and your mom mm. were like it's an alice in wonderland theme we'll do santana's in wonderland mm. i mean I don't know a lot of people who did it. Some people did it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I think I might have put it on our Instagram just as like who a knows? thingy. Who but knows? Anywho, that we tell you all this to tell you that's why we didn't have a wrap up mm-hmm. at the end of last month because they got married end of September <laughs> and then immediately went to their honeymoon. And I was dumb when we were doing all the planning ahead of time. And I was like, okay, Ashley, we have to get this, 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 and this done. And she was like, okay, let's do this, 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 and this. And in that list, it did not include a wrap up or a, and like an intro episode for October. But that's okay because things happen. Life happens. Ashley got married. And I feel like that's more important than you guys hearing once again, that I said I was going to read a bunch of books and I didn't. (laughs) Although. Yes. I did read a bunch of books. I just didn't read. We both read a bunch of All of the books. So do you mind do you mind getting into a little bit of the wrap up really quick then? Sure, no. Let's go. Uh so I was able to read Oh shoot, what is it? Do you want one me of to us start? is lying. One of yeah, us is I lying. can't remember the name of the book for a second. Right. Yes. Yes, Queens. Yes. I <laughs> love How did you like the twist though? It to be completely honest, I did see it coming. Ah, oh, I didn't see it coming. But I had no idea how he could have possibly done it. Oh yeah. Like I didn't know who else was involved i didn't know i didn't understand why but i'm like this has to be a thing i did however i thought that he had done it Mm -hmm. i didn't think he meant to go full out though and so like well, that I think was they, the twist. they talk about that they mm-hmm. they he he thought he was just gonna have like a little episode mm-hmm. he didn't realize how bad it was gonna be mm-hmm. and i kind of wonder in that moment if he like regretted it oh absolutely i mean even like i want to say it's like nine times out of ten statistically people that survive jumps off of the golden oh wait no okay golden gate bridge specifically mm-hmm. 
100% okay. of the survivors said that as soon as they stepped off the bridge, they regretted it. So you have to think something as severe as putting yourself into anaphylactic shock. Mm, which you just now ruined the surprise. Or no, 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 you didn't. No, I mean, everybody knows he went into anaphylactic shock. I think you kind of ruined the surprise earlier when you were like, uh, you know, he didn't think it was going to go that far. So I figured, well, I can go ahead and say who no, it No, because it all literally states on in the, de- in the dust jacket that he doesn't come back. Yeah. Simon's so, dead, guys. Simon's dead. <laughs> Simon Oops. says he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Simon says goodbye. <laughs> um, it's, oh, it's so good. It w- yeah, I know. I love, I, I'm really excited for next year and the next book that that author is going to put yeah. out. Two Can Keep a Secret. Mm-hmm. Looks amazing. I'm ready for it. I am too. So I, I read that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read, I did Rotten Ruin. Mm-hmm. That one was also very good. I am ready to read the other two books that I have and then go buy four and five. Okay. Um, it is such a fun twist on zombies, yeah. guys. Like, it is very, very well written, very well done. A totally new twist on something that you'd think. And it's one of those books that really, really makes you think about how you view humanity and people mm. in particular. So it's like, oh, it just gets you. So well done. Go pick that up. Uh, Rotten Ruin, uh, absolutely recommended. Okay. Um, and then... I thought you did three, right, this, this Yes, past month? I was able okay. to do three. I did not read uh, All the Light You Cannot See. Okay. But Rotten Ruin has a blue... It's not all the way blue, uh, like mm, the cover is not, but yeah. like the side of it is blue. We're counting the it. The binding is blue, so We're I'm counting, counting it. it. Um. And then I was able to uh, reread uh, Thin Executioner. Okay. So. Did you love it like you did last time? Or did you feel like it's not as good as what you remember? It made me think just as much as it did mm-hmm. the last time. And I love books that can make me think. I will say a little tiny bit of the nostalgia has faded. Really? Because I wasn't. It's so weird for me. When I reread Harry Potter every single time, the nostalgia is there. Right. I don't have to worry. It doesn't matter how many re- times I've reread it. And I was hoping that I would get that same feeling mm-hmm. with an executioner. And when, you know, the surprises hit or when his enemy showed up and stuff like that, right. I was expecting it. And unlike in Harry Potter, yeah, I didn't necessarily feel the sparks. But I love how that book makes you feel when you're mm-hmm. done. I love how it makes you think. I love how it makes you really consider, like, religion and your beliefs in general okay. and how it allows you to be in that time period. Um, I still I still love it. I still give it a 5 out of 5. But, like, cool. I wanted to give it, like, a 6 out of 5. <laughs> you wanted nostalgia to put it, put tops it, it Yes. And I just, I missed a little bit of that nostalgic feeling yeah. this time. I wonder if it's new nostalgia almost now for you. Yeah, and it's also not as childhoodish as Harry Potter. Like I've yeah. been reading Harry Potter for god almost 10 years. Yeah. So it's Give you know take. that has a huge nostalgia factor whereas mm-hmm. like uh you know I feel like I might in, have read yeah, the, in, the in, Executioner. I think I read that like sophomore year of college. I feel like it also has to do tied to memories mm-hmm. of the book too. If you have really great memories and you have really good like connection like you pick up if you pick up another book because like as I was reading the that private series Mm -hmm. I was reliving things that I remember when I was like oh yeah I remember reading this and I was at this part in my high school 
education and I remember this and I remember that. Yeah, it takes you back. It takes you back. And I feel like that's it's almost like a different layer of nostalgia. I don't necessarily want to go back to sophomore year of college. College was just a blur of being <laughs> drunk and failing classes. Like, oh no. Y'all, I squeak by. I have a degree. But trust me when I quote George <clears throat> Bush in saying that C's do get degrees. Mm. Okay. And occasionally D's. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Let's see here. Uh, I did three books uh, this past month, too. I did an audiobook called Just Dreaming, and that was the third installment in the Slaver series. And it's originally written in German, and then it's been translated into English. Did it meet any of your old, new, borrowed, blue requirements? I mean, it's not really, I don't think. I don't know. I there's, well, I mean, it might, it might be in your water. New. Yeah, it's going to be, it might be blue. What but was your new book that you were going to do, though? Gemini. Oh, and I okay. didn't get to that. I read. Well, then that one can fill in for your new book. Well, and I read about, I think, 100 pages of Gemini. Mm -hmm. And the, what I'm running into with Gemini is it's a very slow build. Mm -hmm. unlike, un, unlike its counterpart, Illuminae. Because Illuminae was really fast-paced. Like, you, it was going. Like, mm -hmm. oh, my God. The ships are invading. We're running off the ship. We're getting into another ship. We're getting taken and Sounds like a lot like... of ships are happening. Yeah. Well, it's in space. Space. <laughs> I can't do it as well as David. But anyways, but, like, it's taking place in space. Well, this book, it takes place on a jump drive. So, basically, it's this giant circle out in the middle of nowhere that sits on top of a black hole, pretty much, mm -hmm. is what how they describe it. Okay. And they pretty the invading company brings basically a death con team in and they're pretty much killing everybody. Oh Lord. Yeah. Killing killing everybody on the on the Starfleet. And the Hyperion is on its way. It's about, I think it was like, nine, it's 19 hours away from getting to this jump station. And they have to, you know, these two kids are the only ones that are not, you know, in lockdown and, you know, not being, ca you know, in captivity. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to run around the, the Starfleet ship, but it's just, it's running so slow. It's not <laughs> like, it's not running, it's just running really slow. And I'm just like, I'm. It was one of those, I was having a hard time picking, you know, getting it moving, getting it up and running. So I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I put it down. I was like, I'm going to read Surf to Freak. I want to get that one done because I really knew you wanted me to read that. Yes, so I, was I like, did. I'm reading this. I read that book cover to cover in one day. Okay. Give it to me. Give me to be straight. Did I liked like it? it. Did you? I liked it. You I didn't it hate it because of the vampires? I did not hate it because of the vampires. And if you read my review, I literally make the joke that the kid who gets turned into the assistant to the vampire acts more like the vampires than the vampire himself. Because he thinks he has to. Yeah, yeah it's just like one of those, like, I kind of laugh. Kill. You don't have to. Well, he doesn't Where even my say. Things? You don't get those. He doesn't say any of that, though. That's he not in the book. Not in the book yet, at least. No, not yet. It'll it'll be in like. Mm, I have to give it to the author though. This book was very very well developed mm -hmm. when it comes to drive, and this has been for middle schoolers. I will say, so the I drive is there. All twelve books. Good, because I feel like that that can be lacking in a huge long series. So None I'm of the excited. books are slow builds. 
That's good. I, I really enjoyed it. I loved that the detailing that went into the freak show. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so good because it made me actually feel like I was there with the kids watching the show and I'm actually like participating in it. Now, I did state in my review, I didn't feel like the author gave the correct age to the kids. Mm-hmm. And I need to clarify on this because I know some people are probably going, what do you mean age? These kids apparently are in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So they're around 12, 13 years old. The way they talk and interact... Is much older. No. You don't think so? No, I think they, they're they younger. That's what threw me off. Because I was like, are they fourth graders, fifth graders? Like, they're acting very, very childish. That's in so some parts. weird that we have They pretend that they're that. storming a mountain and that they're army men. And like, okay, yes. I I'm like, that's that something. One. They still have the play pretend. Yeah, they still play pretend. They still, they're very much into the ooey gooey stuff. And I remember my brother being into that when he was very, very young. Okay, but I think that they're just kind of nerds. Like, they're they're not the, I did like that, you the know, biggest jocks talked about like the comic books that they had and, comic like, books and like i can imagine them like getting together and playing D D. like they are the yeah. nerds of their group which is why i can kind of see that but when well, as the books progress even though they stay pretty much that same mm-hmm. i mean th- it, it happens over a couple years so obviously right. they are growing up a little bit but darren and steve specifically grow up so fast because okay. they have to and that young child mentality will mm. be gone well so and i'm soon. wondering if that's why then that the author did what he did because it sounds like there's moments where you know steve and darren have these really intelligent conversations mm-hmm. conversations enough. that you know a fourth grader and a fifth grader probably could not have mm-hmm. and it's just one of those like i felt like okay author i know you want your your you don't want to talk down to the reader because the re- reader is a middle schooler and you want them to think you want them to like try to like go out there and come up with ideas and come out with you know yeah reasons and i like that especially in a middle grade book you make them think it well exactly because remember that's what i told you when you started it he really presses the like the line of Mm -hmm. middle grade teen and i'm okay with that yeah and and what he's probably gonna try to do i'm okay with that what i just couldn't understand and i don't think i just didn't maybe specify it specifically is i had these moments you act them very very childish but yet they have these very heightened conversations Mm -hmm. intelligent conversations and it's like i feel like you yourself as a writer wanted them to be older but yet you had to put them at a younger age because of maybe other plot things you were going to do down the line it was very very confusing Mm -hmm. because it's like okay hang on a second like and the relationships that they had with their parents was very bizarre too like stevie literally like abuses his mother yeah and it's just like what steve's a dick (laughs) what what mom would put up with that like mm-hmm. and she's so distraught when he's dying and then he like he doesn't die and he just is like no one gives a shit and like people are like because steve you. is your typical angsty preteen mm-hmm. whereas like darren is completely opposite and the same at the same time right he does not treat his parents with anything but respect but he also feels angsty. relatively invisible and angsty yeah. you know which I think is part of the reason that he steals the spider in the first place because he's like, meh, I can do what I want. 
Like, <laughs> well, and I, that, and I'm, I was okay with that and was just, I was very much like, okay, you like spiders. You saw a pretty shiny object and you wanted it. That's very, you had your klepto moment. You, that's very child though. That's yeah. very, very much a childish thing. I want the shiny object that that person has. Wait until their backs turn. I steal the shiny object. I accidentally break the shiny object and then I try to put it back on to the person that I took it from. Yeah. That, that's very, very much a very childish attitude into things and i liked that um oh, mr what's shell shell blah, blah 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 the main vampire what's his name martin larton krepsley okay i like that mr krepsley like holds dear and accountable like no you did this mm-hmm. you knew what you were doing and now your friend is dying and now and your that's friend on you and that's on you if you want my help here's my stipulations which is very much something i don't think darren has ever had to come in contact with and he always gives the reason oh i had to do it i had to do this no, I, you, you did, did not have to do any of that mr Krepsley gives you very much black and white either you don't do this and your friend dies and it's on you or, or you do this he lives, lives but you're not gonna see him anymore but you're, you're still not getting gonna, punished in this yeah you're, you're not gonna get to see your family i'm not staying in this crappy town Mm-mm. like he's he's like no we're leaving i mean the ending also kind of threw me for a loop as like how Stevie and Darren part ways almost. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those, like, I feel like Stevie is still stuck in that childish mentality when Darren is going, I did this for you, man. And you're acting like a, a jerk. Yeah. And I feel like Darren's finally seeing Stevie maybe for the first time of how mean of a person he actually is because Mr. Krepsley says you're bl- you have bad blood and mm-hmm. Stevie puts that on Darren and goes no you made him say that you took this from me you did this oh because it's- that well that's the difference you, it, you're showing it right there Darren had to grow up really quick they both kind of started out on the same immature level okay mm. Darren took this and finally learned to accept consequences of his actions yeah or at had, least a part of it grew up a little bit and Steve just latch on to that little bit of well this isn't fair life isn't fair you're you're out to get me and he just almost became more immature because of it i almost and it's one of those like his hatred for darren now is fueled by i didn't get the shiny object yeah that should have been mine and i mean i did i've seen the movie and i love that the actor who played Stevie mm-hmm. did that very well in the movie. Like that mentality, he yeah, that holds, was Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, he did a great job. He did a great job. He holds that through the whole thing, and I feel like that's even something he says, like towards the end of the movie. That should have been me, yeah. and you took that from me, so I took something from you. I just really wish that they would have done the movie correctly, so that we could have actually got what they promised. Well, and we're not going to get that. We're again. not, unfortunately. I don't think it's ever going to come back. And, like, they open the movie with him playing a video game in the casket. And it's like, he couldn't move. No. Like, he was paralyzed. He was yeah, it was just like... I do have to say, I love who paid Martin Krepsley. I liked that actor. John C. Riley. I mean, he the did a very thing is, good is job. I never pictured him like that, though. And when Darren Chan yeah, was talking plumpy. about the casting, he was like, no, this is exactly how I pictured him. And I was like, what? He doesn't... I thought he was supposed to be more, more slender. I did, too. I didn't ex- think of him to be kind of fleshy. Do you know how I kind of pictured him? What? As a redheaded Josh Groban. 
Okay. Not exactly like your muscular macho. Still has a very, very soft mm. look to him. Yeah. But like Josh Groban with a giant scar and red hair. I saw his face more, much more angular, honestly, with the scar. And it was like one of those, like, you can't even see the scar on the actor, which kind of threw me for a loop, too. Because it's supposed to be very pronounced. Very prominent. Yeah. And, like, it's supposed to be a tuff of red hair. I don't mm-hmm. think it's actually supposed to be, like, a flowy red hair. Just, like... Flowy, curly, yeah. whatever he had. He had, yeah. like, a weird Jufro going on. And I don't mean that in, like, a racist way, but, like, I'm sorry. When I say that term, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I thought it was very well done. I, I mean, like, for that casting, for Stevie and for Mr. Crapsley, I thought they did that very well job on they that. They just took the book and ran it into the ground, though. Mm. Monkey Girl? Really? You could. I liked the freak show part. Like, they're, the only thing I didn't like about certain parts of the freak show within the movie is that they they change certain people like the snake boy Mm -hmm. with the guitar and i was just like okay he's supposed to technically be a child but i can see where they're trying to like make it more more like like a teenage teenage roommate yeah i can understand that um the girl with the teeth that was spot on Mm -hmm. the guy that had the multiple stomachs that was spot on um some high-ex bearded lady Beautiful. I thought that was really, very well. I would have liked her to be come out there and have more of a sexy presence. Yeah. Because that's what the character in the book does. She has much more of a sex appeal. But you also have to realize that, like, when they marketed this movie, mm. they marketed it as, like, PG. I'm almost I positive. Know. So they can't have too much sex appeal in PG. But, like, the way the author writes the that mm-hmm. scene is she's very alluring. And Darren even, like, kind of, like, you can see, like, they're very... He's like, holy crap. Like, he the, the two young boys are very much attracted to her. Mm-hmm. But in, in not in a whole, like, oh, I'm getting a boner. It's... Yeah she's really really pretty he yeah kind of thing and a giggle 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 blush. giggle blush and i mean like the actress was great for her too she's an award-winning actress oh, she yeah. did a great job and like go selma hayek yeah i just i'm very disheartened too about how that movie came about mm-hmm. because they had an opportunity to do something great and i really really on it. hope that one day you can get through books two and three just so oh, that no, you they're can on my see list how the movie was supposed to mm. look because it was supposed to be done one two three four five six seven eight nine ten yeah. eleven twelve easy peasy no except I'm, for no i'm fine with that i would be lo- i'd be very happy to pick up another one i read it literally in one day so if I can borrow the second one, I'll yes, probably you read it. Can and, and when I bring day. that over to you, I will bring back one of us's lines because <laughs> I still have that. <laughs> okay, that's all right. And I think what was the third book that I read? I read. So you got your old, your new. new. Did you read a library book borrowed? No, the borrowed was your. Oh wait, no. Yeah, what was, what was the old? Did you reread a book? Was oh that? yes, I read about. 35% of the Dreadful Tale Prospero Redding. Oh, you only got 35% of the way through? Well, Are you, like, re-annotating it or something? A little bit, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, well, not only that, but that. it was one of those, like, that portion of the month I was in Disney, so I didn't really get <coughs> to read. Like, I literally, I didn't even read on the plane. I slept on the plane. Girl, so, you need it. Yeah. No, I, all the reading I've done is literally within the within the week that I've had right now. That's all the that I've gotten done. But 
I'm enjoying it. It's nice. I don't know. I find sometimes when I reread books, it's not as great the mm-hmm. second time around. And I'm starting to notice that a little with this book. Well, it's just like with The Thin Execution, I'm telling you, just like, it's not that it's a bad book. I'm still thoroughly enjoying it, but there's just something missing. It's like when you go through A Haunted House and you've already gone through it once and you know where all the scare actors are. So you're just waiting for them. Yeah. It's like, hey, buddy, I know you're behind that wall. Can you just come out and do your your gig real quick? It's still scary. It's still fun. I like watching other people freak out. I'd recommend that that haunted house to people. Yeah, but if you've done it a few times, if you've done the run, yeah, you know where it's coming. Speaking of haunted Hmm. houses, yes. So David's best man, Richard or whatever, was talking to a couple of us, and he was like, "I really want to do Indie Fright Fest. I want to go do that." You guys should all come. And nope. I was like, absolutely, let's do it. I'm the friend that you take that holds your stuff in the parking lot. So later, <laughs> drunk Megan was like, guys, I don't know why you need to know this, but I'm terrified of clowns. And Richard's like, you should not go to Fright Fest then. They're everywhere. You are not the only person with that fear. That's like super common now. And they're literally everywhere. I was like, okay, guys, have fun at Fright Fest. I'm going to be at home not dealing with clowns. <laughs> So, not doing that anymore. (laughs) I I always tell Tia, I'm like, if you want me to drive you guys, if you want me to hold your stuff, like, I am the best person to wait in line for you to come out of that corn maze or or house or whatever it is. Because my fight, fight or flight reflex is horrible. I do not flight. I fight. And the last time I ever did anything, I think I broke some guy's toe because I freaked out. Well, like I was a little and I just started like kicking and hitting and I was just like wigging out. And I'm like, what? Like 12 or 13? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, good Lord, Ashley, I probably should not be doing these things. Did you ever go to the ice games? Like uh, in the ice? Okay. Um, On top of being terrified of clowns, I also feel real uncomfortable around mascots I don't is it because why. they're furries no it's because i don't know who's in them it could be anybody uh, and then I don't how know did why. you it get just... through disney I, because i know the people in disney they're like they got scanned <laughs> and like they're with other cast members like i don't know there's something and if the about two-year-old disney... can go up and hug winnie the pooh why yeah, can't I? I can do it um but no, so the freaking ice mascot mm. is coming up to us. This is like maybe third, fourth grade, something around And you know lines. what? I'm going to be honest. He is kind of creepy. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. I'll also try to post a picture of the mascot. He's creepy. It's a Yeti. Um, And so he comes up in behind the our little group. <laughs> <laughs> you did it this time. High fives. Yes, you are great. My, the best co-host of the century, guys. So he comes up behind our group and for some reason singles me out in particular after I won't oh, give him a no. high five and starts like trying to hug me and like is rubbing the top of my head. And I was like, dude, stop touching me. Like, and I'm getting real angry about it. And my friend's mom is with me and she's like, Megan, you're being really rude. And he like kind of like does one of these like mocking faces where he's kind of like doing this and reaches out and kind of touches me on the arm. But it, like he's got his like little hand balled up because it kind of looks like a punch. So I punched him back for <laughs> Regal and he fell on the steps and his head came off and it came off and he was like, what was that for? And I was like, I asked you to stop touching me. Leave me alone. Like, I don't do well with mascots at all clowns mascots geese me and geese mm, they're girl, mean they're mean and i'm gonna be mean right back 
Yeah, they squawk a lot. Hate you. Anyway, but back on topic of books and not my <laughs> irrational fears. <laughs> or rational in the case of clowns. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. Oh. There were all those people, all those clowns in the woods that one time, New Jersey or wherever that was. Hell no. Yeah, no. Not doing that. Well, we need to talk about what we purchased for this month and we have to do a quick shout out thank you to my awesome husband he yeah. actually helped funded this um book experience well, we literally David bought like, me a book guys. yeah we bought lots of books so uh now i'm putting it out there for the universe so that jesse can't say no <laughs> david bought me a book so now jesse needs to buy ashley book <laughs> yes please <laughs> um and i will say real quick you guys will be very proud of ashley i bought more books than megan finally i spent roughly 65 dollars and i bought four books and since david bought one of my books i only spent 21 dollars. yay thank you david okay so do you want me to go first or yes do you want, okay you go first okay so i finally got on the bandwagon and i finally picked picked up to all the boys i've loved before by jenny han i saw the netflix movie oh my freaking god i i just i love it it's everything a rom-com but rom-com is that I just needed and I was just like I was miserable the, that day I was like you know what fine I'm going to pull this up on the fire stick and I'm going to watch it and mm -hmm. just like oh it just made my heart sing it made me so happy now if I recall that's the one where she like secretly writes love letters but then mm -hmm. someone mails them correct yes so the catch is, is her sis her younger sister like wants her to find happiness because their older sister has gone overseas for college uh -huh. so she's laura jean's the middle child and she's really a homebody she enjoys baking you know she's always trying to find the best chocolate chip cookie recipe she's always kind of like that middle daughter that's trying to fill you know the whatever niche she can the house yeah. mom role because their mom unfortunately is no longer living okay um so she kind of just she fills that role and she's kind of she keeps to herself she's not in the in crowd well, her younger sister, because, you know, she wants her sister to be happy, decides I'm going to mail out these secret letters that my sister has to these five boys. And it's the, basically from there it develops where she and this one boy pretend to be in a relationship to get another person interested back in. It's very high schooly if you don't. I mean, I'm already interested in this. This sounds like an awesome rom-com. I know. I'm very excited. Hopefully, we're going to watch the Netflix thing yes. soon. But I'm so happy I finally bought it. I, I will borrow that from you. I probably should have done it much, much sooner. I've had my eye on Jenny Han for a while. I just couldn't bite the bullet. And so, it was. it's a paperback. I'm okay with it. I bought it in the original cover. So, y'all can't hate me for getting no. the new series. Even though I almost did buy she the almost new. She almost did. It was so cute, though. It is cute. You know, honestly, you gotta buy what you want. I am like a weird originalist mm. where I love the original cover art. That's how the author intended it to be seen right. at the time that it was released. And the weird thing is, is her room in the in the TV show looks exactly like, like the book, like the book. Cover. Well, obviously they like the artist, the author's they vision. They did a great you know? job, like a really great job with the Netflix series. A lot of people are saying really great things about it. So if you haven't watched the Netflix series, go do that. Is it a series or a movie? It's supposed to be a series. Oh, okay. So the, as in like, maybe they didn't finish. The so book? the, the movie is the first book. 
Oh, there's multiple books in the series? There's three books in the series, and there has been chatter that they're going to do the next book as well um, and see if that one does just as good. And the next book is P.S. I Still Love You. And the final book is Always and Forever Laura Jean. I saw both of those while I was there. Oh, man, we could have gotten those. So, yeah. Well, let's see if we like it first. We'll see if it's as good as what the Netflix did with it. It probably is. It's probably even better because. Let's be real. You can't put everything into a movie. Mm-mm. So that's that one. My second purchase is by Catherine Arden, and it's called Small Spaces. And I literally got this off today off of some of the YouTube people I was watching. Mm-hmm. One of them gave, like, a little blurb to this. And when I read it, I literally automatically thought of Slender Man. Like, this is a middle gl- middle grade book based on Slender Man and I've never seen Slender Man or know anything about it. I just know it's really if you, I was gonna say, if creepy. If you don't know anything about it, then why are you comparing it to Slender Man? Because I've seen a few trailers, okay? Okay. Go ahead. And I don't want to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> I see you playing with your phone over there. Oh, no. Don't worry. I'm looking something up real quick. You read. I'm paying attention. I okay. promise. So it's a middle grade book and the blurbing is as followed. When 11-year-old Ollie finds a disheveled weeping woman by the river threatening to throw a book into the water, she doesn't think, she just acts, plucking the book from the woman's hands and running away with it. As Ollie begins to read, she finds herself enchanted by a creepy tale, Small Places, set on a farm hundreds of years earlier. It's about a girl and the two boys who loved her, and a particular deal struck with the Smiling Man. See, this is where I got the Slender Man, okay? Mm -hmm. Smiling Man, Slender Man. A sinister specter who grants your most tightly held wish, but only for the ultimate price. Ollie is still reading the next day on a school trip to a local farm with a haunting history. There, Ollie discovers not only is the farm is run by the woman whose book she stole, but also the graves of the very people she's been reading about. More alarming is what happens on the way home. The school bus breaks down, forcing Ollie's teacher to return to the farm for help, leaving the students alone with the oddest bus driver Ollie has ever met. The driver warns Ollie's class that someone or something will be coming for them. It it is at that moment Ollie receives a chilling message on her digital wristwatch, which has been broken for months. The watch suddenly spells out RUN. As night descends, the scarecrows in the surrounding fields seem to crowd close, watching them. Ollie thinks the watch might be right. Joined by only two of her classmates, Ollie takes to the woods with one last word of advice from the bus driver ringing in her ears. Avoid large places at night, keep to small. And with that, a delicious, creepy, and spine-tingling adventure begins. Okay, now if you actually go onto Goodreads and read the synopsis, it is much more creepier than the what the book actually gives yeah. you. Well, I mean, the book can't give everything away, like... Well, like, I, the synopsis between the two is slightly different. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, in the Goodreads synopsis, synopsis, you don't know the the weeping woman owns the farm. Oh, okay. But, yeah, when you read this description, she reads the farm. Or yeah. she owns the farm. Now, what are you doing with your phone, creepy child? Um, what I was doing with my phone is that she said this book reminded her of Slender Man. I just feel like it had weird Slender Man vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, from what I've always been told, Slender Man comes out and grabs you and, like... If you don't do something or I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't pay attention to Slender Man. Like, I'm not about that life. But 
what it reminded me and David of is season one's episode of Supernatural, The Scarecrow. Yes, and I remember that, and I remember peeing my pants and crying. Yeah, <laughs> she's not a fan. She. It's so funny because she'll pick up, like, these creepy books, and she's like, yeah, I'm totally into it. But then, like, she can't get through an episode of Supernatural, and I'm just sitting oh my there gosh. like, Ashley, you're the, the weirdest person. The one where they person. go into, it was still on season one, I think it was, like, episode four, maybe, when they go into the insane asylum. Mm-hmm. That one messed me up. Yeah. That one was really by the way, uh, loving Supernatural. I'm going back through the series. Also a Richard thing. Lots of discussions took place at your wedding. You and Richard really hit it off. Like, I'm pretty sure I found my new bestie boo. Like, I got Sierra. Don't get me wrong. I've got all you other girls in line. But I don't have, like, a male bestie boo. I think that he is, might be yours. That is Richard now. Yep. So, uh, he's, like, going back through Supernatural. And I'm like, I guess I'm going back through Supernatural now, too, because I don't know what's happening. And, and I also think you guys were trying to keep up with each other with drinks, too. No. Uh, <laughs> that's a long, real long story, and I'm not trying to shame nobody. Um, if you drink him under the table, you drink him under the table. No, I don't think I did. I think we had about the same. Mm. I caught up to him, though, because you have to remember I was supposed to be DD. Yeah. And he handled his alcohol much better than me Mm. apparently though he did actually stick up for me because some people um said something about how drunk i got and he was like she was fine shut your mouth okay i feel like there was a lot of chatter Mm. at my wedding in regards to people drinking people drinking and people's attitudes towards other people i mean don't get me wrong i'm gonna kill time i see him because i finally found out the truth about everything i'm gonna kill you you're dead man do you hear me dead plastered within the first like 20 minutes as soon as the bar was open he was throwing um back like like and i'm sorry if you have things you need to do at your friend's wedding you shouldn't act like a dick (laughs) and are you sure you want to put this in the podcast like i can cut i hate your lousy guts (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i guess that he made that comment and richard like shut him down for me so once again bestie boo material Mm. but like I mean, yeah, I don't think I showed I my think ass all or the boys. at your wedding. Like, no, I, you were very, very classy. At the end of the night, though, I you had did a not lot get... of drinks, and I danced it off. I was yeah. just having a fun time. I was dancing. I was having the time of my life. I think and just left sore because he got in trouble and got called out for his antics by everybody in the wedding party and then almost got an ambulance called on his ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all had to hold me back. At least bleep out this name because I feel like we are (laughs) really getting shady with all of this. Beep, but you know who you are. (laughs) Beep, you and your antics. Beep. (laughs) Um, but like for real, guys. Come on, girl. Don't. I don't don't even know how we got started on this subject of beep. Because you told me I was saying his name too many times. No, no, no. Like, how did we even get started on this drunken subject? I don't know. Oh, because I was tired of people lying to me about my wedding chatter that I just, I knew shit's gone down. Yeah, that's still wasn't it, though. Something else got to start, because we were talking about Supernatural. Oh, because Richard is your bestie, boo. Oh, yeah, no, Richard's my bestie, boo. He has my back. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Yay, Richard. If I, I end Richard. up having to cut this section, Richard had my back with some stuff <laughs> that happened at the wedding after someone else commented on my drunk butt and my drunk butt had a great time and I have no regrets. <laughs> and your drunk butt handled it much better than his drunk butt. Than someone else's drunk butt. Mr. Mm-hmm. Beeps a lot. 
Anyway, but yeah, so her book really reminds me of uh, that episode of Supernatural with the Scarecrow. Okay. I think. Not like we'll word see for it, word, we'll, we'll but see. very similar with the creepy we'll Scarecrow. We'll see how that one, train, that one turns out. It's super tiny, though. Like, look at that sucker. Yeah. It's not going to be a hard read. No, it'll be an easy read. And then, of course, I had to pick this up. Hocus Pocus and the all new sequel. I'm sorry. It like, says which, please. I I love it. it. Okay, so here's this like the cover has the Sanderson sisters, but then look on the back. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Y'all, 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 y'all. Ah. <laughs> y'all. It's awesome. They're black. I think that's... And I don't mean that in like a, oh, they paint it. No, like. Like, I think these are her friends. And then that's her beautiful. grown up. Oh, my God, because y'all. it's supposed to be the sequel. 25 years later, Max and Allison's 17-year-old daughter, Poppy, finds herself face-to-face with the Sanderson sisters. And they're all in all their sinister glory when the halloween celebrations don't quite go as planned it's a race against time as poppy and her friends fight to save her family and all of salem from the witch's last vile scheme i'm sorry i love hocus pocus i am so like just like i went and saw the um stage show at disney how was it oh my gosh like david didn't realize that they do a lot of the songs from the movie oh yeah in that stage show so i'm like standing there singing along especially when winnie does her song for the children i Um, put a spell on you and now you're gone God, I love that song. I know. I like in the whole crowd when they do like the I say Enterprise, yeah, up, up and baby, up, up and die, whatever. Like it is, the yeah. whole crowd sang it back to her. Yeah. And David's like, "What the heck's going on?" And we're like, <laughs> "We're having a blast. That's what's happening. Shut up and enjoy it." Like this is like it's just oh, I'm so happy. I find they only had that would have been my paradise. Like right there. Yeah. Right there. One copy. And the cool thing is, is like there's no dust jacket. It's actually printed on so disney did a great job with it i'm so happy i can't wait to dive into it and it also like, another book i'm stealing from her yeah well here's the thing like here's the first bit i think yeah like here's the first bit i think it's like only about yay big and then like the rest is the sequel so it's like it's a huge book I love for like it. only this much being the original mm-hmm. story and then the rest of the half is the sequel i'm stoked stoked yes 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 Yes, and yes yes. and then the last book i bought is the final installment to the stalking jack the ripper series by carrie mancico it's called escaping from houdini i am so thrilled i love her so so much and if anybody knows me, I have this weird obsession with magic and magic tricks. Yes, she does. It's like I don't do them myself. I just enjoy that's them. That's the weird part. Is you'd think for somebody that is like so obsessed with magic and magic tricks, maybe she'd try to learn a couple of her own. Maybe she'd I try to get on them. the scene. She's just like the ultimate fan, I yes. guess. Like I'm always the one that'll raise their hands during magic shows. Me go pick me. Pick me right now. Me, 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 me. And I'm the one that'll so sit there and be weird. like, hey, show me a trick. And he, they, they'll do a trick. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, do it again. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. And I'm like do the creepo where that they're like, okay, ma'am, I'm sorry, but we, we have to go do other people. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You just stay here. 
and do card tricks. I know one card trick, and that's all I know, and that's mm. all I need to know, because I look like a badass when oh. I do it. But the great thing I love about this one is there there are, like, um, time period pictures that are thrown within this book. Oh, I love books like that. Yeah, so I think... I just saw one, and then I lost it. Hang on, let me go. Here, here. So they're on a steamer heading to the Americas Ooh. in the early... It's like old ads of the time. 19... 19- 40s, I think. Um, but this is this is the final book in the series, from what I've been told, and I just love it. It's part of the James Patterson Presents series, and I'm just yes. If you haven't read Stalking Drop the Ripper or Hunting Prince Dracula, definitely go give them a try. You can read them as standalone novels if you want to. However, they do kind of slightly bleed together a bit. So if you don't oh, okay. reading, if you don't read Jack the the stalking jack the ripper you really won't get some of the jokes from the characters and why they are the way they are with each other okay prior but i could see you picking up one versus the other honestly and being able to put some of it pieced together yeah like you the two main characters you know like each other they act like they like each other but then they don't want to be together at the same time it's kind of one of those angsty romances but set in like early 1900s it's really great it's kind of like a yeti in the mist i already said that angsty angsty romance <laughs> set in an early time period yeah maybe in the winter i also got the exclusive edition it looks nice i'm so happy it, it does look nice i'm so happy okay your turn okay i am gonna try to get through mine quick because i don't want this episode to be too too long i know um long 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 i will start out by finally saying i finally got my copy of the hate you give i know that was like two months ago uh, but I finally and she went got it. With the deluxe edition. I went with the collector's edition. It is Ooh. beautiful. It's got like this gold background, and then she's standing on the cover um, with a sign that just says "The Hate You Give." It is. It is beautiful. Like mm. I, I apparently, I think there's supposed to be like extra stuff in here since it's probably the, for the movie. For, since it's, it's the collector's the edition. Ah, oh, no. sorry. No, like it's like. See, there's like. Oh, pages. there is. There's extra. <gasps> there's like extra drawings and all this or the- oh my god i love this the stories that started it all that Ooh, is-, is it like the original like yeah i think so stuff Ooh, that's fantastic that is fantastic so i will read this as soon as you can and i promise i promise i promise i will do a goodreads review when i'm done of this okay, okay. i actually did do a goodreads review of um uh uh, uh oh. one of us is lying <laughs> i am proud of myself you're so, okay, Dottie. You're okay. The other thing I wanted is I wanted to get something semi-spooky-ish because it's October. Considering I bought like three, yes. two spooky books, one not spooky book, and then one historical. And this section. definitely is not the spookiest book ever. I did pick it up as like a cover, like, not a buy because I wasn't going to buy it right away, but I was mm. like... I have to look at this. And you were already looking at it. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, do I, what do I, do I want to pick it up? Do I not pick it up? I'm kind of curious. Uh, it's called Hashtag Murder Trending. Mm-hmm. And it's got like all these little like stick figures you'd see on a bathroom door lined up. And like one of them is headless. One of them looks like they have a grenade in their hand. One of them's wearing a tiara. It's like a weird thing. And it says kill post repeat. On the back, it says 50 million people are about to watch me die. 
As the judge read her sentence, she heard the bailiff come up behind her. She'd expected to be escorted back to her cell, but instead felt a hand on her wrist and a pinch on her arm. It must have been a needle. She'd been rendered unconscious before they hauled her off to Alcatraz 2.0. <coughs> Ooh. Get a drink. Let me Get die. a drink. <coughs> let me die first. Hang on, drink. <coughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to get a drink, too. Hang on. Oh, y'all almost. Oh, I almost died. Mm. Okay. Alcatraz 2.0, she heard the judge say it, but she could still hardly believe it. That sentence was usually reserved for the most infamous of convicted killers. Mobsters, mass murderers, terrorists, assassins. They were notorious, they were dangerous, and they got good ratings. Dee was just a 17-year-old nobody who couldn't even throw a punch, let alone stay alive long enough on Alcatraz 2.0 to gain a cult following. Yet here she was, about to be the star attraction on the number one live-streaming show in the country. I mean, like... I'm really curious. So you're going to have to read that. Yes. And then you're going to have to tell me yay or nay on the scare factor. And then I'm going to have to read it. To me, basically, all I can get from it is, like, it sounds like maybe in as a punishment for, like, for the most severe crimes. Mm. It almost kind of sounds like, um, oh, God, David and I were talking about a movie. It's like something to, like, some, like. <laughs> rat race almost it's not rat race it's, i said it's like a rat I, race i know but it's i can't think of it right now but it's the one where they're like hey uh we're gonna have you guys do this huge televised race and whichever one of you wins it gets to go free but you can do whatever you want along the way you could kill each other you could do whatever it is to win because you guys are all on death row anyway death uh, race death race Duh. oh my god okay um but it kind of sounds like that to me and like that's a great movie and yeah. this might sound like a good book. Anyway, I yeah. wanted to read it, so that's my somewhat Halloweenish buy. And that's all I got. Two books. I got four books. I'm just so happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's about time. I'm sorry, but oh, like, yeah. I have, I have been out booking you right for now. months. I have a lot of stuff that I need to get from the library too. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. She's I'm... still doing good things for the library. I am. I try. I'm also reading The Help right now, which has nothing to do with anything. But you um, did get it from the library. Yeah, I did get it from the library because I'm reading it with the ladies at the old folks Honestly, home. just watch the movie. Well, I, I'm also watching the movie with them in like two weeks when mm. we are done with, with the book. Movie. I actually um, liked that movie. was very well done. I thought so too. And I've already seen the movie and the book so far is really, really great. But from the book, you get like this really different perspective almost. Really? How so? you just get a little bit extra you get exactly what they're thinking at Mm. all times and since it does the same thing in the movie where it's like switching back and forth between who's telling what story or whatever right not only do you get time with each individual character but you get exactly what they're thinking in exactly the same moment you get to know what makes their heart race you get to know what Mm. they were thinking when somebody said this you it's not just like a look or Mm. i don't know no i get you i get you it's just a little bit more i would like to if I guess whenever you get to the part, I would like to know her inner commentary when she's running through the streets back to her home after the, like, someone gets shot or there's a fire or something and they start looting the city. Yeah. Um, I would like to know kind of the inner thoughts of that. I haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, I've gotten to the part where they killed the leader of the NAACP Mm. and everyone is in their house, um, like, 
upset about it and uh they go to like a church meeting and some of the yeah. younger kids are like we should riot and the older people are like sit down and pray to jesus like yeah you need jesus um and so i mean i've gotten that far but i haven't gotten to any riots yet whatsoever so i mean it's i'm only maybe halfway through it and so. i don't think the movie really brings that up Mm-mm. they're the rioting i think they very they only touch base on it just a little well and i think even though the movie is a historical fiction and it definitely does have its serious parts i think they wanted it to be a lot more of like a light-hearted movie yeah. than what the book actually is right so yes, i think the book has a heavier message and you you're going to be reading two books that have really heavy messages so oh, how are you gonna yes. cu- are you is that why you got the hashtag murder trending to like i needed wear? something <laughs> easy i needed something something that won't do the emotional roller coaster of oh my god yeah. what am i doing i have a feeling i'm gonna be crying a little bit for the hate you give like I so. it i i really see that happening and then one of my coworkers, stephanie mm-hmm. um has already bought us tickets to go see it on the 19th when it drops mm-hmm. so we're going out after work to see it and she's gonna borrow the book when i'm done with it so okay it's girl power time guys mm. I'm, I'm excited yeah. anywho yeah all right well we gotta wrap it up guys because okay. we have been talking your ear off long enough thanks for sticking with us for updates yeah sorry we were late on them but you have to forgive a lady she gotten gotten herself married <laughs> i'm married and then i went on vacation and then i dropped off the face of the world for a while there <laughs> you're allowed that's what Thank happens you. after you get married you are allowed to just go incognito for a minute it was a hot minute, that was for sure. Yeah, hot minute. She was in Florida. It was <laughs> hot. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And this was Wine, Wine and Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. People are going to really start to get confused soon when we're not drinking wine. We're also not dining. Like, we didn't we eat. We didn't eat. Well, well no. We did. We did. We eat Before prior. the podcast. Yeah, because I, I'm sorry. I kind of feel weird while I eat in the mic. This episode was brought to you by Portillo's, who forgot to give me my cheeseburger, and then the manager refused to come to the phone when I called to let them know they forgot my cheeseburger. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> Portillo's. <laughs> <laughs>